1: Oh, oh wow! Slap, oh, slap, 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 slap.
2: God's presence was just heavily over me, and I've I've dreamt about this for a long time.
1: Okay, The Jamaican
3: sensation he he oh,
1: is
3: worth it! Brandon
4: Moreno! I'm so fucking happy. not be my
5: me video i've never been happier i'm made for a fucking podcast that's dangerous <laughs> listen to me we're at it
3: welcome to ufc unfiltered matt and i are being fired um because we're off wednesday <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, like that you're going to hear Okay, I
3: apologize, I misspoke. Yeah, no, we're just to let you know they want us to let you know that for Thanksgiving, because uh, they do uh, they demand a lot of shows out of us, and they are actually giving us a day off. Um, the fact that I'm acting like this is a, like a hard job, I should be smashed in my face it's a fun job. so and also, they wanted me to mention, and I forget to mention too, Matt, UFC unfiltered on Twitter, we did get that back. Uh, correction. Daddy got it back because I just sent a DM to the guy and asked him nicely for it, and then he finally like checked his DMs like, yeah, yeah, no problem, and he gave it back.
5: I'm not on Twitter, but hey, you know who goes on Instagram? Loopy. Ah, yes. Loopy won the other day. Loopy did awesome.
3: I am on Instagram, and I post. I've been posting a lot on Twitter and Instagram, just stand up clips. I kind of like that.
5: Oh, I like it, too, Jimmy. I like. I like when mom.
3: Oh, yeah, me too.
5: I don't like when you pop. I'm joking. No, I, I do.
3: I love those, bo- those posts.
5: I'm like, what is this? It's making me uncomfortable They're talking during your set. I don't like that shit, Jimmy. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't, think I, I don't think I'd handle that well. Hey, um, I did my buddy Christian Olof's big, The Big Thing podcast the other day. It, and I also did my buddy, uh, that's a geek website. But I just thought about that when I was lifting up my Boba Fett cup. We had yeah. a good time. We talked about Dune, stuff like that. Uh Jimmy, you know what I'm watching on its Netflix? Oh, by the way, I was going to say I already did. I did my buddy Chris Lytle's website uh, podcast. Uh, podcast also, Chris Lytle, the one who gave me this nice scar. Yeah, what a good man, dude! I did that thing like for fucking over two hours. We, met, we talked about a lot of things, and it's funny because he did it with like a partner of his, and he's two other guys, and uh, and then halfway, he's at the firehouse. He had to go. It was a fucking to- oh wow, he's a firefighter. I hear the alarm going. I go, oh, wow, man. You literally lived that shit, Chris Lytle. Yeah. So, Jimmy, I know we're getting the champ on soon, no?
3: Uh, today?
5: Brandon uh, Mar- Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you might think he was first. Uh, Brandon Moreno.
5: You hesitated a second. so you made no, me- no,
3: no, no, no. Because I wasn't sure if you were talking. I was thinking of Stipe for some reason because you were talking about firefighters. Um, and I'm like, oh, who's first today? O'Day Osborne is uh, making his first appearance. And uh, Brandon Moreno is returning to the show. And Brandon is actually first. Yes.
5: Yeah. and he's uh. He's having a trilogy, match
3: Against, uh, yeah, Davidson Figueredo, January 22nd at uh, two, 270 Comain in Anaheim, California. That's a great card, Matt.
5: They fought twice, correct? Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, there was a majority draw, um, and then he uh, rear naked choke in the last one, uh, round three.
5: Yeah, he, he just put a stamp on it. And uh, my point being, Jimmy, is that I wanted, to re- I wanted to know what Brandon thinks of uh, Figuretto working with uh, Henry Chihuta. Yeah, You know that? You know he's been working? That's right. Yes. That. You know? Figuretto. Sorry. Jimmy, uh, you know, I, this is the thing. I, I just started this new series on Netflix. I just started uh, this new series called Cowboy Bebop. Now, look, that's. I know. I don't, mm. Jimmy. Jimmy. I know I've been I linked the things that might be a little Wait.
3: Cowboy Bebop. All right. You know what? Let's reset. Say, I apologize. I won't react.
5: Don't so, What's it what's called? Well, listen, first of all, can I just explain? What's it called? Before I tell you what it's called, sure. It is based on an old, from the 90s, an anime series. That's ah,
3: before. okay.
5: So there's a little controversy because I've heard about know I don't mind it's anime, I don't watch it at all. I don't oh, like that either. This is a live action one with the kid, the guy from Harold and Kumar. He's in it, and some other people are in it. But anyway, there's a live action version of the anime.
3: Okay. What's it called? This?
5: Me? <laughs> You're not, Wait a second. Stop. You don't have an open mind. I see your face already. I do. You know what? Well, listen. It's based on the anime series. Right, right, right. It's live action, and it's it's called. Listen, it's called Cowboy Bebop.
1: <sighs> Ooh.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh.
5: oh, now Brandon's ready to go. A- Thank God.
3: Thank
4: God. Oh, voice like an angel.
5: Oh, there he is.
4: Voice like an angel. Hello, guys. <laughs> hey, you're Brandon. Singing, you have Legos.
5: That's why you're one of my favorite champions ever.
4: Thank you so much, Matt. Actually, this is my. My room, my office. (laughs) Oh, is that where you you go to work on the Legos? Yes, definitely. I mean, I have a huge collection here, man. Oh, wow.
5: When did you get into Legos? Wow. That's cool.
4: At the end of the 2018, I started to collect Legos. It's a good hobby too during the pandemic, right? Because we're all stuck in the house. So it's good you had a
3: hobby you could just kind of do in the house by yourself.
4: Yeah, man. So I had an, an injury in 2000, yeah, 2018, and I was in the house because I needed to take uh, too much time uh, with uh, rest. I'm just I'm just start. My my wife went. Uh, she supposedly we went uh, to a, a party, a kids party, and she had the gift. But she never w- went to the party, and I opened the 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 gift and it was on a Lego set, and I start, you know, I was born in my house, so I started to build the, the Lego. I was a good time, and I'm, I just started to collect Legos, just like that.
5: <laughs> and I, I've heard of that before, though. It's not like it's just for kids. There's more that adults are like Legos. It's almost like putting together a puzzle or something.
4: Right. You And right. you can find, uh, like, very easy Lego sets, or you can find out a huge, huge le- uh, Lego set. For example, this one. Let me show you. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, that one is huge. Oh yeah, I, what is it? Is the Daily Bubble from Daily oh. Bugle from, uh, from Spider Man? Heck yeah! How many pieces, Brandon? That one was like almost, uh, uh, almost four thousand. I think so.
3: Oh wow, that's big. Okay.
4: Wow, I don't think I'd have the patience. Is I ha- I spent like what uh, like two weeks. Uh, two hours per per day, something like something like that. Do you have kids? I have kids, but my room is closed for that. Oh, you don't let them come in and like start
3: all- knocking your Legos around. Never. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> I mean, my my other daughter, she understand what happened here, but my my other you know, my other daughters, I mean they 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 had they had some. Three years and one year, so I, they don't didn't understand. So that's why the room is closed
5: always. And your <laughs> wife supports it. Ah, of course. <laughs> you're not out. You're not out at happy hour. You are playing right. Legos. You are putting. that, You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Brandon, do you ever watch anime or no? You ever know what I about? Or- Sometimes,
4: uh, uh, so, you know the the most popular. You know Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Dead Note. Uh just the, the popular ones. Did you ever hear
5: of what is it, Jimmy? Cowboy Bebop. What's it called? Cowboy Bebop. Oh. That's a movie in Netflix, no? It you know what? They just came out with the live action version of, ah, okay. of, of Cowboy Bebop. Jimmy loves the title. Cowboy ah. Be- Well, Cowboy Bebop's the name of their of their, <sighs> their, okay. their, their intergalactic bounty hunters, Jimmy.
3: Oh, I understand. I thought it was awful. Okay, that makes sense. I was concerned.
5: Jimmy's, <laughs> a, Jimmy's not open-minded, but anyway, <laughs> it's it's a live-action version of the anime series. So I just okay. It, if you, I didn't. I don't watch the anime. I can't get into the anime too much.
4: Yeah, no. I mean, I watch just the the populars. You know, all Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Dead Note. Yeah. Uh, Ippomacanauchi is very, it's is amazing. You know, the, the anime about boxing.
5: I'm, I'm not sure of that one. I heard of One Punch Man. <laughs> That's another one.
4: I, I saw that one. It's, it's good, too. Just the first season.
5: Yeah, some people like that. So, I don't know. So, I started watching that live-action series, and I'm, I'm digging it, you know? I don't know if you watched it or not.
4: Man, you know, I mean, right now it's like I'm trying to put my schedule in order because I don't have too much time, you know? Obviously, I need to, uh, you know, to I need to do my practices, and I need to spend time with my family. The interviews, so I try to find some little space in my, in my day to to do a kind of hobby, you know, my Legos or something like that. So I don't have too much time to watch TV or so, you know. <laughs>
3: how, how has life changed for you as the champion? Like, how is uh, what what's new and different? And like, you have extra pressures, I guess, but also more recognition.
4: I'm just a busy man. It's, 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 it's crazy because it's a kind of the same, but I mean, like more interviews, you know, and, and the people sometimes don't understand because uh, they they uh, watch me in the, you know, in television, in different interviews with dif- with different people, but the people don't understand at the same time when I'm doing those interviews, I'm putting on my schedule with my practices. So, you know, all the time is, you know, to try to again put everything in order you know practices uh, my uh compromises with the media and you know i spend time with with my family it, it, it's hard and I, to be honest with you sometimes it's like i feel like like a crazy man but it is what it is and i understand and i, I right now i'm more like sure to to support all the the depression with all of this
5: you know i'll tell you you're such a a classy champion. I mean, you've seen power. <laughs> you've seen power just corrupt people or else bring out bring out some demons. Because everybody's <laughs> – you know what I mean? That's what I've seen that with other fighters. And I could never see Brandon doing anything to really upset anybody. You're such a nice guy. Like, you're, like I don't see the power corrupting you. Like, I, I don't know. I, you're such a mature kid. But 27 – Holy shit, man, I can only <laughs> – right, Jimmy? Yeah. Shit, man, I'm still trying to mature. I'm 47, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Is that is that part of your upbringing? I mean, Jimmy likes that, Brandon. Brandon, I mean, is, when you, how was your upbringing with your parents? I mean, did they, they must have really instilled that in you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have an, a really
4: good influence with my parents. They th- They teach me a lot of good things, you know? Um, obviously I grew up watching, watching them, like working so hard for us because I, I always say the same, like I never had like real problems in my life or necessities or something like that. But my, my parents, they have another, an, another different house history. They start from zero, like from nothing. And they build the, the, the piñata uh, business and they start from there and they start to put uh, like, uh you know, a, a, a better, better life for, for, for my brothers and, and I, so yeah, I grew up watching that and the sport wasn't another huge, a, important part from my, of my life. Right. Because I started to with my, you know, my coach, he gave me a, a lot of, uh, of good ideas about respect, about discipline, about, you know, about life and, you know, my, my, my first daughter born when I had 20 years old and definitely I, I remember when my first daughter born, like all my mind changed 100%. I mean, before my daughter, I feel like a little bit, a little bit nature. I mean, like, I'm, I like a different Brandon Moreno, but when I saw my first, my first daughter, uh, you know, everything was real, but like, man, I need to change this because this is this is serious <laughs>
5: well you're doing something yeah. right buddy <laughs> the world this is great what do you think of figueredo uh working out with henry shahuto does that mean anything to you uh, you
4: know it's it's too much drama in this and to be honest with you at first i was a little bit disappointed and a little bit sad oh but right now it's like Like, I don't care. And uh, I understand Peter. He's trying to do something different for this fight, right? He, he needed because last fight was a complete domination by myself. So he needs to do something different for this one. And maybe he can think, or the people can think, you know, you are the champion and, and now you, you start to, to train less or something like that. But man, my goal is to be this guy, and my goal is to defend my title like, like 100 times. I don't know, man. You know? Um, so, yeah, I'm very focused in my training camp. Right now, I'm in, in, Las, in Las Vegas. But actually, this weekend, I go to Tijuana to start my the, the most, the harder part of my training camp. Um, so, man, I'm ready. And, you know, if Henry Zejudo can help this guy to do something different I'm something better in the fight, the, definitely, uh, the people uh, can, in, uh, uh, can enjoy that. And but how did the Davison, this is the third
3: straight fight with uh, Davison. I don't know if I've seen that yet, where guys fight three times in a row uh, consecutively. Was there, was there talk about somebody else? Uh, did, I mean, uh, Askarov, uh, I think his only draw is against you. He's 13-0, and and, except for the draw with you. Was he considered it all, or was Davison an immediate decision? How did this happen?
4: I mean, I you know what? I I don't have the enough power yet to decide what happened with me, you know, in my next fight. So uh, everybody uh, was talking, you know, in social media everywhere, uh, talking about my next opponent. A lot of people talk about Askarov, a lot of people talk about uh, Pantoja. Um but the you know, the fierce official. Uh, offer from the from the UFC was uh, Figueredo because I think Askarov had a, a little injury or something like that. They, they told me I don't know to be honest. I'm not sure. And uh, Pandoja ha- had had an, an injury in his knee. I think oh. so. So that's why I think uh, anybody was like available to fight against me. And I don't I don't wanted to wait until you know in that moment. I don't wanted to wait until next year to fight. Obviously, at the end of the day, UFC moved on my fight until January. So <laughs> either yeah. way, but yeah, I mean, it was the, the, the official offer from the company. Would you like another shot at Pantoja?
3: Is that one that you want, to, you want another shot at him?
4: You, you, you know what? The last uh, fight I had against him, my mind was in another place. And in that mo- moment, I took the fight because I, I wanted to beat him because he beat me uh, in the past, right? But but I really believe it doesn't that that mentality wasn't the uh, the correct mentality. Right now I want to fight against him because I want to prove myself. I want to watch my evolution, my development in this in this sport. That's why I want to fight against him. But man, I'm the champion. I, I'm not. I'm not running for for anybody. You know, they need to this, uh, the, to get the, the opportunity to fight against me. So yeah, if, if I know, I will be fight against him again in the future. So I'm just waiting for for the uh, perfect time. Right now it's Figueroa, and I'm excited to watch what is uh, new for, uh, from from him in, in this in this uh, trilogy.
5: Hey, I um I'm reading here like well, people know you as the first Mexican-born UFC champion, which is phenomenal. Thank but you. You took it a step further, saying that you want to be the Julio Caesar Chavez of MMA. Which is wild. I grew up watching him in boxing. He's a legend in boxing and, and uh Mexican fighter. Uh what does he what does he mean to you, Julio Cesar Chávez?
4: You know, I'm a Mexican. So like if if you're a Mexican, you know who is that guy. You know even if you don't if you like or not boxing, you know who who is uh Julio Cesar Chavez Chavez in, in the country. So man, the, the door is open, right? The 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 sport is a kind of new in the world imagine in Mexico is more is more new in the in the country so the door is open right now I'm, I'm making history uh, you know I'm trying to have too much respect from I don't know like Cain Velasquez I trying to have too much respect from you know the you know Henry right because they put in, in, in some point the, the 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 country in a high level right for example, when Cain Velasquez uh, went to Mexico with the, the Ultimate Fighter of Latin America the first season with UFC one, 180, I mean, the, the level and the sport in the country evolved too much. So, I putting their the respect on them, you know, I'm, I just want to say to the people, like, hey, I, I born here, I have the same opportunities like you. And even with that, I'm I'm the champion right now so you can do it you can do the same obviously the opportunities around the world uh, change a lot i i understand that i just, just i just i just want to put a, a little inspiration in the people more here in my country where you know sometimes the opportunities and um, you know the the world it is it, it, it's crazy in, in my country so yes man if i can do it i know i know i can do it <laughs> Now, you don't expect to have as many
3: fights. He was, eight, eight, I was just looking, up. was 87 and 0 before he finally had a draw. He was 87 straight wins. And I think uh, Julio's final record was, was it 107, 107 and 6 with two draws. I mean, it's, it's an incredible, uh, very, very prolific uh, career he had.
4: Oh, man, of course. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to compare your record because yeah. <laughs> it, 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 in boxing, it's a little bit different, you know? Uh, in this martial art, you can, you can have like, too many injuries for the wrestling, for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the hands, the knees, you can have too much problems in, in mixed martial arts, so that's why I think the careers are uh, a little bit different but talking about the name, th- talking about, you know, the history uh, the important history of the boxing for Julio Cesar Chavez uh, because he built a lot of the boxing there in, in, in Mexico, so man, I can do the same with the mixed martial arts. Uh, I, I'm sure of that. I'm, I'm, I'm very confident.
5: And you said his bout against Meldrick Taylor. Yeah, oof, that fight. It's like a metaphor for your own life. Is that, why is that? Because of the, the way it went down in the ending? That was a great fight. Man, that, I mean, everybody thinks that fight put
4: uh, the name of Julio César Chávez in another place, like a legend, you know? Because he was, he was uh, losing, losing that fight and won in the last round. With a knockout, man, the people was crazy. I I I love to watch
5: the 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 repetition, the video, because it's history. You can feel it. Unfortunately, it put Meldrick Taylor in another place also. Oh, oh, man. Right? I mean, that's the horror. His career go down. (laughs) It's a horror show with the boxing.
4: Yeah,
3: that that was stopped. I I want to say the referee was Richard Steele, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. And and, uh, I don't know how much time was in that. Was it the 15th round or were they doing 12 rounds? And I don't
4: remember. I think it was 12 rounds.
5: He doesn't regret it, though. I I remember watching a special on that. Okay. And he said, look, I don't regret stopping it what I did when I seen a fighter that had enough he had enough and obviously if you see the repercussions he had enough you know why why but let him take another punch but other Um, people are arguing that he should have got to let him survive it because he took that beating
3: how many seconds were left man
5: I I don't remember but it's like like under ten or something. I think it's something ridiculous. Yes.
3: Because
5: they were saying that he sort of should have saw like the red light that led or the light on the thing that it like says that there's only less than 10 seconds. Oh man! Yeah, that's that's why it's so historic that fight. Yeah, it is. It is because that was going to be his first loss.
4: That would have been his first loss. Yeah, you know. Actually, actually, he he had a lot of he uh, interviews saying like I like he was saying I knew if I went to the, the to the scorecards I I was losing so I need, I needed to finish that uh, metric Taylor.
3: I'm trying to see how many seconds were left, but yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, either, even without that fight, I mean, Chavez is one of the best fighters of all time. I mean. Even if he lost that fight, it, wouldn't, it would still have been 86-0 and won. I mean, you know, um, an incredible, an incredible record. Have you met him? Have you gotten, ever gotten to speak to him?
4: Man, no. I, I don't have the, the opportunity yet to, to meet uh, Julio. Actually, I was talking with some uh, of his team. But I don't have the opportunity yet, but maybe soon because he lives. I think he lives in Tijuana. I'm from Tijuana and he lives there, I think. So So uh, the, possi- the possibility to meet him is like very, very clear. Two seconds. There were two seconds left.
5: Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. It's nothing. That is, that is, uh, that is amazing. Hey, uh, Hey, listen, Brandon, you were on Megan O'Levy's podcast. Uh, what is it? Becoming a fighter and you yeah. talked about your, your early, your early uh, career and your training. And I think it was your first time ever sparring at 12 years old. And I think it didn't go great. I think it was a hard time, a hard sparring session. I want to hear about that. And I want to hear how come you weren't discouraged after that. What made you stay the course? Some people, they think yeah. they want to be a fighter whatever age, 12 or 20, I don't care. They get hit and they go, okay. Maybe they didn't go well and they're like, all right, listen. They rethink it. <laughs> what were you thinking after that sparring session at 12?
4: Man, so let, let me, uh, you know, let me talk about all the history about that day, you know, horrible day for me. Yeah. I mean, horrible day, but yeah. a lot of experience. And I proved uh, myself like a real fighter in my life. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, I, I had 20 20 years old and the other kid uh, had like 10 yeah 10 years old like a little chubby kid like nothing impressive but I in that moment I had like two or three weeks training of training and the other kid had like one year one and a half year uh, he had experience more than me at least but man he beat my ass like horrible <laughs> a little chubby 10 year old beat their ass <laughs> i remember i remember myself just running around the around the gym you know trying to do something you know like move my head or just don't don't be a a, a target for this kid because he was like kicking me throwing me punches uh, and everything um and yes i was when i when the training was over i was i was very mad with myself like fuck but yes like like you said other people maybe will will be like okay that's it for me i i don't want to do this anymore or or i just wanna do this like like just practice just technique something like that but to me was like okay was fine just give me six or seven months and i promise this will be different and that happened because i rem- after like maybe no six or seven months but Around that time, uh, I beat his ass. No, I did it.
5: Oh, you you got that. You probably put a picture of that little fat kid on your refrigerator <laughs> and You probably like oh, you, No, I was gonna wonder if you never got him back and like imagine he's still a fat guy now and he's like watching, he's like, I used to beat his ass. Harold, listen, uh <laughs> it would be great if there was a video of him. And you sparring his kids, and you yeah. can do something like how it started—you getting beat up by a little fat kid—and then how it's going, and when you on top of figure right out. Uh.
3: Well, h- how old were you, Brandon, when that happened? Twelve years old, very, very young. Oh, I—I I misunderstood you. I thought you said he was ten and you were twenty. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I was listening oh, to no, that, no. I thinking I heard twenty. I'm like, a ten-year. I, I, okay, that makes sense. Okay. I don't know why I thought that.
5: Maybe in the wrong. Then, then maybe you know. Maybe yeah.
3: You know, I knew I heard something
4: wrong. Okay.
5: That happened at twenty, and yeah. that ten-year-old beat him up.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I <I'm> start. <laughs> I start training at uh, two thousand six. I had twelve years old and everything, and start from there. Okay. Actually, in that in that moment, I don't I don't knew nothing about mixed martial arts. Nothing about. Brazilian jiu-jitsu or kickboxing, wrestling, and you know, unless in in Mexico, in that moment, uh, uh was very hard to try to watch fights, you know, Pride or UFC yeah. because you know, no no mixed martial arts in, in, in cable or something like that. I remember me watching uh, highlights of of mixed martial arts in YouTube, you know, in internet. I start to know about the the fighters. And look at you
3: now yeah look at you now well the first two fights with davison were really really great uh, i thought he was very gracious in defeat um and a third fight i mean nobody minds this fight this is a great great fight um and you're on a great card uh in ganu is, is is a great card january the 22nd in uh, anaheim ufc Two seventy at the Honda Center, and uh, Brandon, you know you're a great champion, and uh, we look forward to this fight very much, and hopefully talk to you again soon after.
4: Thank you, guys. Yes, I mean I'm ex- I'm very excited to fight in Anaheim. You know, uh, it's like two hours driving from my house, from my hometown in Tijuana.
3: Oh, nice. Easy. Yeah, so yeah,
4: Tijuana, yeah. you, you cross the border, you need to take take the freeway and just yeah. I mean, one and a half two hours depends traffic, but it's very very close, and right now the the border is open for tourist visas. Uh, you know, before yeah. for the pandemic, the border was closed for tourist visas, um, but right now it's open, so everybody can 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 go from Tijuana to to Anaheim. It's very very close, and then uh, you know I know it's, it's the, the the main event is you know heavyweights, Real Gone, France Ngannou, but I'm very very confident. Like a lot of Mexicans support me. Man, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the main event of the people man I don't know I feel like that
5: <laughs> yeah man well hey dude we're watching you we can't wait yep. man. I mean if it's anything like those first two fights everybody's in for a treat man
3: yeah have a great fight man It was, it's always good uh, talking to you thank you so much for
4: your time guys have a nice day
3: This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great-tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one.
5: Brandon's such a what a, what a
1: very great,
3: nice guy
5: Guy, man I just I love a, a humble champion you know there's been a lot of respect lately yeah in the MMA game people have been showing a lot of respect and I like it Jimmy I like it a lot
3: and by the way Matt before O'Day Osborne comes on um I want to say congratulations uh Ketlin Vieira a, a good fight Misha Tate looked good that was a really really uh pretty fucking grueling fight um and Catelyn, I thought Ketlin 48, forty eight forty seven. I was fine with that. I I thought forty nine forty six was a little lopsided. Um,
5: Jimmy, I, I it's very unprofessional, but I have to address something. Right? Sure. With you. Okay. And I'm kind of calling you out on it. Okay. Okay, Jimmy. Sure. I'm being serious now. Look at me.
3: I'm right here. My name not even smiling. Oh, sorry.
5: Jimmy, there was a group text between me, you, and Antonio the other day. Yes. And it was about starting a little earlier today. You know, we had to get Brandon on and. I said, yes, I can. And you said, yes. And then afterwards, I don't know if you could see, if you could read.
3: Oh, you know what? I did oh, not I wrote, even.
5: I wrote, love you, Jimmy. And I did a little emoji like this. Look.
3: That's very nice.
5: My favorite emoji.
3: I didn't see it.
5: And... and then, you know, you know, and then I'm then, then I'm like, talk then, gang. I sort thumbs up on that.
3: Okay. So I just wrote back. I, po- I hadn't seen that. Oh,
5: that. First of all, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is... I hadn't seen it until
5: you, you just wrote right now yeah yeah that's not even <laughs>
3: i didn't mean that's, to. Not even, that's
5: not even nice i don't know i apologize
3: even- no you did say that love you jimmy talk then gang and i probably just saw talk then gang or the reminder well you
5: know what um, it was I, I wrote um love you jimmy and then there was nothing back i didn't so even then see I wrote, it. then i waited and then i then i waited and i looked back in like another couple of minutes to see and then i wrote back right, talk then gang i didn't want to leave it like that where nobody answers me
3: I'm not good with emojis, but let me see. Here's Okay, I'm going to put... You say
5: you're not good with emojis? I'm not. I say you're not good with emotions.
3: There. Is okay, I send nice it back with a did. nice emoji.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not writing when I wrote that. You did it. I love you. And I believe I believe. If I'm correct, that's an eggplant emoji. <laughs> yeah. That's not...
3: That's not like a thumbs up?
5: It's not correct at all.
3: Oh, it's I apologize. That's
5: not a thumbs up. That's not a... That wasn't explainable. Listen, <laughs> so back to um Cowboy Bebop. I do get past the name. Get okay. past the name. I can't. You know what's funny? Because no. that's what happens. I give a new show a chance by myself usually when I'm at, when I'm having yeah. I'm, I'm in the bathroom a lot. I got stomach problems. Understandable. Ah, uh, and when I, or I'm shaving my head or whatever I'm doing. I got my nice sized uh, iPad. I love my iPad. It's a nice big size. So I watch. A, so I started this show. And this is what I do. I start a show, and if I like it, and I like this one, they got me right away. I Go, this is fun. This is fun. Uh, Bounty hunters in space, and and it's just weird. fun. I'm digging it, you know. And then uh, so I have to stop immediately. And then I go to my wife, and I go, look, I got a new show for us, because this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna end up liking it and talking about it. Right. And then uh, my wife's gonna be like, hey, you know, you watched the show without me, and I can't do that. And then I feel bad. Because, you know, we're a team. Sure. So I said, honey, I have a new show for us. And I said, Cowboy Bebop. And she went, "Ooh, She didn't do what you did. Oh. She goes, "Ooh, what's that? I go, I'll tell you what that is. And I started showing. And I go, look, it's the Harold from Harold and Kamara. But he's really cool. And listen, it's about space bounty hunters. And they get mixed up in some hijinks. I'm, I'm liking it. I know there was some controversy uh, with the hardcore fans. About either the casting or the way they're dressed, or I don't know. I'm not a purist with this stuff, so I got nothing to relate it to. But if you're in the mood for a good time, give that cowboy say it, say it with me.
3: Cowboys. Bebop. Bebop.
5: It's fun, Jimmy, right? So
3: cowboy. Just,
5: you say I'll say cowboy. You say Be- okay. Ready, cowboy. <laughs> you say <you're> awesome. <laughs> I know. That was a
3: mistake. A, All right, let's try again.
5: in radio and everything else. You don't deserve. This. I a mistake. Let's just, let's just keep moving along. Cowboy, back to talking about Caitlyn Vera. All right. Um, hey, let me tell you about the fight the other day. Mm-hmm. Misha Tate was in that fight,
3: though. Oh yes yeah, she was.
5: She was in that fight. Yeah, she was, but but she was having a hard time as well. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, that uh, that Caitlyn Vera is 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 is, is, is she looked, she looked big. She was big to Misha. It's like she's hard to get down. The other death, they're like, yo, just throw your corner is like, throw your, really your pun big. Let her try. They're like, let her try to take you down. Yeah. You know, because they had that much confidence in all not getting taken down.
3: She was, I, I I didn't realize how big she was. You're right. She was very, very big. She had a lot of uh a, a really good reach. I don't know what the reach advantage was. But Misha, a lot of times, you could tell, was trying to get in. And Misha was throwing some really heavy shots and missing, um, again, because she was having a little bit of trouble closing the distance at at times. But you know what? I still thought Misha for the second fight back after a a four-and-a-half-year layoff looked good, though. Even though she lost the fight, she went the distance. She proved she can still go five rounds, really five hard rounds, grueling rounds.
5: What I like about Misha is that she stays her course. She doesn't get, like, um, discouraged. Right. And it's easier to get discouraged and let, and especially when it's not going your way. And she's shown in her past like how she won the title versus Holly Holm. She wasn't winning that fight, but she won because she stayed the course and she got that one opportunity. She got her back and she strangled her. That's right in that fifth round, and ended up getting the belt. Yo, let's get uh Osborne. Let's get Ode Osborne in here.
0: Hey, how you
2: doing? How you doing? Where are you right now, buddy? I'm I'm at the Strat the Stratosphere. I'm staying at the Strat Hotel. So it's my girl's first time in Vegas. So
3: uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to have her stay at my house, you know.
2: So I'm I'm gonna give her the Vegas experience. So I was like, you know, we'll stay at the strat.
3: Now, I've been in the stratosphere. I'm afraid of heights. There's a thing you can do in the stratosphere where you kind of have a controlled descent off the top of it it's it's not jumping because you just kind of you leap off but then they lower you very quickly it's like falling um have you done that or would you do it no no
2: my girl's into that stuff i'm no uh uh-uh i'm not gonna jump out out of anything unless it's an airplane or unless it's on fire
3: yeah (laughs) have you done airplane before have you done that no i want
2: to though i want i really want to do skydiving that's one that's on my bucket list that's something i really want to do but stuff like off the side of a building and stuff that, that gives me too much anxiety
3: yeah it's terrifying
2: it is, right? I, I fight in a cave, but I can't jump off the side of a building.
5: <laughs> Some yeah. people, they're like, you know, like, you have a problem with heights. It's like, not that you have a problem with heights, but who really likes heights? Who really says, right. no, no, I love it. Right.
2: Dude, my girl, my girl, I think, my girl is crazy. She loves stuff like that. Like, when I'm like, in the airplane, and the airplane, like, goes like crazy with turbulence and stuff, she loves that stuff. She She's like a, like, she loves thriller. Uh, yeah. She's
3: not scared in turbulence? No, she loves it. I'm like, I'm, and I'm like freaking out. You know what I mean? I'm trying I'm squeezing her hand. Like, <laughs> That's such a gift. People who can sleep really easily and somebody who enjoys turbulence, like the bouncing, they think it's fun. That's a yeah. gift. You, I, I would give anything to have that. Me too. I, I'm like my stomach, I
2: get major anxiety. I just get such bad anxiety when it starts turbulence because I go automatically, I go to the worst. The plane is going down. <laughs> yeah. And it never does. It never goes down in turbulence. No. It's actually, um, the, a plane, they say it's way more um, secure in the air because um, than it is on the ground. Because on the ground, you know, there's, you can have rust and all kinds of stuff on the ground. Um, you know, there's all all objects and rust can happen. But in the plane, sorry, in the air, a plane is actually the most safe. But even knowing that fact, I'm like, nah. It's
5: almost because it's out of your control type of thing, maybe. You it, know? it is a
2: control, so you yeah.
5: control,
2: yeah. Right, I don't have control over my fate, my destiny. I'm just like, I, I pray, I'm like, God, I'm closer to you in the air. Can you please help me make
5: it to where I'm going safely? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, O'Day, listen, for the, it's your first time on here to get to know you a little bit. What was your first art you started and, uh, and where did you grow up?
2: So before, so I've only been here in Vegas. So just to start, just to let you know, I've only been here in Vegas for nine weeks. I was a teacher last year. I've been teaching for six years and I, you know, quit my job nine weeks ago, moved out to Vegas. It sucked because I love teaching. What um, do you but, teach? Um, English and math. I was an assistant teacher, but I, I you know, I, I taught English and math. Oh, wow. For how old, for students? Fifth and sixth grade. Wow. And um, so I was born in Jamaica. I came here uh, at the age of nine. My, You know, it was, you know, Jamaica is very, it's very impoverished. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, you see palm trees and and sand and water and beauty, what you see it on TV, but living there is a different concept. You know, if you live in Kingston, where I came from, it's like, it's like the slums. You know, it's it's very poor. I walked around. I said I was barefoot. Didn't have didn't have much. I didn't have anything. Uh, my mom moved here when I was seven to try to get away and start a you know try uh, to start a life and to, to bring me here to give me more because she wanted more for me and uh, she did that. She. Worked her ass off for two years and brought me up here at the age of nine um, in Brooklyn. And then two years after that, sorry, two months after I moved here, the World Trade Center happened. And we moved We moved to Florida. And um, that's where I got into wrestling. So I got into high school wrestling. Uh, first middle school, but then high school wrestling. At And I started wrestling and I fell in love with it. I was playing football, actually. And I played with some elite level players. Uh, Nick O'Leary, he actually... I think he plays for the Raiders now. Jacoby Brissett, he play, He's the quarterback for the Dolphins. Um, we had a bunch of NFL players at, on my in my grade level alone. You know that I'm I'm friends with that. We have you know we have group chats and stuff because we all made it. Like our high school was a, a stud for sports, predominantly because it was uh, high school was like smack dab in the middle of the suburbs and the inner city. So you had a mix of you know uh, wealthy wealthy kids. And super poor kids going to school together and playing sports together. And I think for me, what that did was I was the product of self-sabotization, right? I always self-sabotaged everything I touched because growing up, I always thought that there, nothing was ever going to come to chance. Like I always thought, but everything, any, anytime something big would happen to me, it would always just get taken away. Every single time, I was always close to something like a breakthrough. My mom and I were close to a breakthrough. Something bad would happen. Like we'd get addicted or something terrible would happen, you know? So in my head, I developed this thing where wrestling tournaments, for example, uh, in college, I beat the number one ranked kid in the nation. Number one seed. And then I lost to a kid. To be all American, I lost to a kid that I pinned at the conference tournament. Why? Because if I controlled my fate in self-sabotaging, it's less painful than it happening to me. I love psychology, by the way. That's like my, that's mm. a big thing for wow. me. What? And so going to school with uh, kids who are really, really wealthy, like the school that I came from, I think it helps inner city kids um, to self-sabotage less because you're used to, you're used to, when you're, you're used to seeing success. So that way, if you're used to um, being around successful people, you know they, they invite you to their house, they're, they, you know they, they help you out you're less likely to self-sabotage because you have less, um, you, your success is is, is is closer than you think. But when you're not used to it, you you constantly think it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So what happens is you would rather, you don't do it on purpose. You know, no one says, I'm going to go out there and quit. It's just a, it's just a thing that.
3: It happens, it's there. Yeah,
2: it just, it happens. And I know every time it happened, but I didn't quite know what it was. and that a lot of that came from trauma and a lot of other shit. Sorry. A lot of other stuff. was okay. Fine. You can yeah. shit, shit. Shit. <laughs> but you overcame it though. I did. I did. It took me, it took me a lot, man. It took me so much, um, meditation and praying and just, um, finding out who Oday Osborne was and actually losing fights. So like, I lost my first fight to Brian Kelleher, uh, on the Conor McGregor card in the UFC. And I, and I was in, a, like, he got me a guillotine and I, and I was like, why did I let myself tap from that guillotine? You know, it was deep. Yes, but I am an animal. I could bust out of anything. And I didn't give 110%. I probably gave 75%, you know, because of that self sabotageation. You know what I mean? I was on a big card. It was my UFC debut. I had thought like, oh man, I made it. But I wasn't, um, I wasn't focused into why I came to America and yeah. I lost the, the immigrant mentality that I had, you know, um, because I always had that burning sensation growing up, having to prove to, like, prove to everybody else that I, I was deserved to be loved. That was the, the whole thing.
3: Did you fight a lot when you were a kid? Was, was, were you in an area of Kingston where there was a lot of fighting?
2: I fought a lot when I came to the States, actually. I didn't fight a lot in Kingston. I fought a lot when I came to the States. I fought a lot in high school.
3: Was it the neighborhood, or was it because you were from another country, or was it what? What? What was it?
2: It was just so when I came here, I um, I spoke deep Patois. Obviously, you know, I can still I can still speak Patois now. It's a language of Jamaica, but I spoke deep Patois, and my mom was always a stickler for grammar. She was just a huge stickler for grammar, and uh, you know, I, I, I was always one to speak proper proper English all the time. You know, I went with my friends sometimes. I change and slang and stuff. I was always wanted to speak proper English and I got picked on a lot because my mom was sending to school with my shirt tucked in and because she wanted me to have a representation of of what you know, what what I should be like. And so I got picked on because I was black and I spoke proper English. So people call me like and I have my shirt tucked in. So people call me Urkel and stuff like that. You know uh. what I mean? So I you know, I get picked on, but I didn't that didn't phase me. I always like I don't know why. I always I love to fight when I was but I never, picked, I never picked it, but I, I love to fight because I always had something to prove, you know what I mean? Because when I was in Jamaica, my mom was here. I didn't have a lot of love from family members or friends or whatever. So I always felt like, why don't anybody love me?
3: You know what I mean? So I always had a lot to prove. And well, in school, when you're fighting... You know, as long if you fight, even if you lose the fight, at least you've done something where the guy who, who fucked with you probably won't fuck with you again because at least you fought him. No,
2: you're absolutely right. I actually became, I was very well liked and very popular in school. I, I, I was friends with everybody, the nerds, the jocks, everybody. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen until the quote unquote baddest kid in the school picked on me. And you didn't end well. Yeah. (laughs) you you beat him. After that, that, everyone was just like, oh, shit. This kid, O'Day Osborne, this little nerdy kid, got some hands.
5: (laughs) They're not not putting you in no locker. That's not happening. Oh, man, that's great.
3: Yeah. Well, look, uh, congratulations on that When What did you think of uh, CJ coming in? He, he missed, uh, I think, by, uh, what was it, uh, 127.4 he came in. Yeah. Um, were you tempted to not fight, or were you always, you had to fight that fight?
2: I, so there's two types of people in this world. There's the type of people that fight for the glory and the crowd, and then there's people that don't care if there's a crowd, no crowd, miss weight, no miss weight, money, no money. They just want to fight. And that's the kind of person I am. So yeah, it sucks because no one's made weight yet at 25 for me. None of my opponents have made weight. You know, but um, at the end of the day, man, I say I think the UFC loves working with me because I say yes to everybody. Literally, anyone they put in front of me, I am like, yep, let's go. Because why else am I here if I'm not trying to prove that I'm the best? If I'm if I'm ducking people who I feel can beat me, I really don't think I'm the best that way, you know, so I'm going to say yeah to to anybody.
5: Man, you treat them all like that high school bully. Right. To answer your question though, but to answer
2: that question, I'll say um, you know, he he came up and apologized to me after the uh, before I fought, before the fight he came up um, and he tried to do, you know, he tried to do the uh, okie doke. he tried to put his elbow on the uh, (laughs) on the pole to get a little to to cheat the scale (laughs) and they and the commission like slapped his elbow down (laughs) Oh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was smart. I was like, I'll give it to you. But uh, he came up and apologized and just you know, I was, I respected that. That he yeah. apologized for missing weight. Hey, oh, you, you, oh, do you ever watch
5: uh, anime? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Did you ever hear of Cowboy Bebop? Ugh. No, I did not. That's the best one I've never heard. <laughs> no, they just made a live action show of it and it's based on that anime series. And it's a live action show on Netflix. I'm watching it. And I'm, Every time I say it, Jimmy's disgusted with the name. I, I
3: just can't. The name is too—it's it's offensively bad.
5: The name sounds bad. It yeah. is. It, I'm not gonna that lie. That badass. It's good. Poor Jimmy has
2: to be open minded. Maybe I, I might have to check it out. I've been into uh, I, I've been into One Punch Man. Obviously, that's a well known and uh, you know what, One Punch Man is the one everyone is, is cr- my my students actually they that's something that we you know we we got we we would bond with we'd have an anime hour session. My students and I would just go on about anime, Naruto, One Punch Man, all this other (laughs) anime stuff. But I haven't heard of that one.
5: No, people love it.
2: All right, maybe. Give
5: give the live action version a shot,
2: the cowboy beef. I'm waiting for uh, the live action version of Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's, that's, that i Did they try
5: that? Didn't didn't, um, M. Night Shyamalan, Lama Ding Dong, didn't he try that shit? Yeah, that shit was horrible. I heard, I heard it was bad. It
2: was horrible. Yeah, but they're actually, made, it's a different, a different, um, companies making a live action oh. avatar, a series though, on Netflix.
5: Oh, well that's interesting.
2: Yes. It's coming yeah. in 2022. So look out for that.
5: Yeah, man. Shoot. I'm a nerd. I love all that stuff.
2: Dude, me too. I'm a super nerd. That's why I like, I love anime, crypto, fighting and teaching. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I nerd out Whoa. about all four of those things, especially well, crypto. Don't even get me started yeah. on crypto. I will just, <sighs>
3: We'll All right. You. Well, the next time you're on, we're going to talk crypto because I know a little bit about. I actually sent an email to Ben Askren and he responded and gave me a little bit of uh, a little bit of a pointer. But the next time you're on, we'll talk crypto because there's a few questions. I'll I'll have questions about crypto ready. Oh,
2: oh, I am a nerd. Like I, I'm, I, I probably spend seven hours a day just nerding out on crypto.
3: Good for you, man. Yeah, to wait. Believe you'll be happy you did when you're when you're 42.
2: Well, be... not only that too, because I want to I want to change the game, right? I'm not just like. I'm not just somebody who wants to invest and make money, which I do, but I want to change the game. You know, I want to bring cryptocurrency to, to Jamaica because Jamaica is so impoverished because, you know, when we're we're only 70 years independent, think about that, 70 years independent from the British. It's not like they left us with a roadmap that said, all right, here's your roadmap. We're going to leave you guys with this. And this is how we um, we made our commonwealth. And this is how you should make your commonwealth. They were just like, you know, we just bought them off <laughs> and that was it. And then we had to figure out how, how it was going to work. Our money's not attached to gold or any of that. So, you know, it, it just was, it, it's, it's this foundational structure of how that works now is not good at all. It's terrible. So I really would love for, to bring crypto and to educate my country on uh, different ways of making um. A, a, actually a progress in financial gains because you know um there's a lot of people there that have farms and crops and that's all they do they make you know what I'm saying a lot of people they they have goats and a whole bunch of animals my grandma had a whole a ton of animals a ton of crops but the problem was she had to go all the way she had to take a bus all the way to um what we call the market and it's like an outside market and she had to you know she she spent hours 8 hours a day at the market selling her goods you know, now if there's if there's something like crypto where you can trade your goods for crypto and you know what I mean, the value of that never really goes up and down. It's just um, but anyways, that's a story for another day.
3: Yeah, I'll definitely pick your brain about that next time you're on. Um, listen, it was good talking to you, man, and and I'm and, um, I'm happy things are going well for you. And um I will, uh, we'll definitely talk to you again soon. We we'll, we'll look forward to your next fight. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a blessed rest of your day. And thank you again for having me
2: on. I really appreciate it.
3: Next time we have him on, I'll pick his brain f- about uh, crypto. I have a lot of crypto questions. Guys like that are invaluable too, because they know, like, he seems like an honest guy. So he would, he would tell you stuff without, like, you got to watch what people tell you, because you never know if they're set. You up to look, you know, to, to wind up losing your crypto. I, tr- I would trust him.
5: Yeah, I would trust him, too. I like him. Uh, Jimmy, what a fun show. I Yeah, great. Jump. Uh, yeah. Let's just say I, I'm not going to be here next week. Um, we're not going to be here Wednesday. That's, right. I mean, Thursday. Uh, people should know that. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble, Jimmy. Mm. And um, Sorry about that, Jimmy. Very cringy. That was very cringy. Are- not as much as Cowboy Bebop. But yeah. uh, I will talk to you. And next week, I will be at disney with my family so have fun
3: buddy i'll talk to you over the weekend i'm sure
5: you got it goodbye everybody goodbye
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble